Welcome to the Marie Manucherry podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful, intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry podcast. Before I go to the phone lines, I wanted to talk a little bit about spirit guides and resistance because they kind of go hand in hand. When you decided to come to earth, which was a conscious decision on your part, free will is the strongest law in the universe. Even as I'm, I'm giving others recommendations, you have free will. You are meant to do whatever you want to do. It is the most respected law throughout all of the cosmos. So in saying all of that, you chose to come to earth to have an experience. And it was a very good decision on your part. You may not completely understand it or agree with what I'm saying, but when you leave the planet, you will. Uh, you'll go, oh my gosh, that was a really good decision. Look at everything I learned. Look at all the things I experienced. Oh, great. Uh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I needed. You're going to feel that way when you leave earth. I, I guarantee it. So to help you stay in some form of alignment or to move in the direction of what would be fulfilling for you while you're visiting earth, you picked spirit guides from a hologram uh, to guide you on earth. So beings that you believe are more evolved than you are, more conscious, who have been in human form before, because you can't guide humans on earth if you've never visited earth or other dimensions like earth. And um, because you really have to understand it's, it's a different complexity when you're outside of earth and you're in a non-physical reality, you don't need food, money, housing, you don't feel lonely because you can feel energy everywhere. It's a very different experience. So you pick these spirit guides who studied the Akashic records. That's the library of your previous lifetimes related to earth and future lifetimes. Uh, and they learned a lot about what you want, who you are, your traumas, your experiences. So they can help nudge you specifically to move towards what is fulfilling for you. Now, what would help humanity to have more consciousness about their guides and how their guides may be guiding them is for humanity to also become keenly aware of their individual resistance. Everybody has resistance and resistance, it's kind of like this feeling that, oh no, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. I'm not going to go over there. That's not intuitive. Intuition is very kind. It's compassionate. There's a softness to it. It's almost like poetry. Resistance almost is like a discomfort. I always feel like this, you know, energy. And if I'm aware of the fact that I'm in resistance, I'm delighted because I know I, I then now know if I have that awareness that I need to walk towards the resistance, that my spirit guides are on the other side of that resistance. And they're saying, come over here, come over here, come over here. Now, this is where I want you to come. This is the place to go. And if I'm aware that I'm reactive, then I can get curious, like, oh, I just felt some resistance. I need to get curious about this thing that I don't think is a good idea. And then when you get curious, you walk closer towards it, you ask questions, and then you can actually feel the authentic thing that's pulling you. I resisted even the slightest idea of becoming a nurse 
of course, probably because of the generation that I was born into, it was a career path that was su suggested to me from a very early age. And not from my family, but from other people, maybe grandparents, but not my parents and not my siblings, because our um, family unit was extremely holistic. My mother only took us to doctors for vaccines or if we fractured uh, you know, a bone or I had an asthma attack once. So of course, she took me to the hospital so I can get a NEB treatment. Uh, but our, our family was so holistic in a way they were anti-modern medicine. So I wasn't curious about that. I, I had a lot of resistance. And it wasn't until probably the fifth or sixth person brought it to my attention that they really thought that was a career path that I should seek, that I finally got curious. I, I didn't even really understand resistance at that point. And I took some science classes and I loved them. And I did well, despite the fact that I had three children and a fairly demanding spouse. So when you notice that resistance, if you could start to pay attention Maybe even ask yourself to be shown historical moments where you were in resistance mode and then for some reason you got curious and you looked around the corner or beyond the veil of this resistance, whatever that resistance was, and you found something delightful, something that changed your life forever, something that brought you enormous joy. And nursing did that for me in more ways that I could, can ever count. It was a very profound experience that I think about still daily. So your spirit guides are on the other side, going, this way, this way, this way. And our resistance, because we have resistance because the ego doesn't want us to excel in our magnificence. It doesn't want us to be in alignment with our higher self. Because as humanity evolves and we move into higher echelons of consciousness, the ego will be less and less a part of our experience. And the ego doesn't want that. So it would be fun if you could start to notice your resistance, even if you don't take action, just noticing it because your guides are on the other side of that going, hey, this way, this is the way, this is the way. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and go to the phone lines. Yes, my name is Tora. I've had life altering experiences. I've broken my back, detached my foot, I've had gangrene three times. There's something wrong. I don't know what's wrong with me currently, but I feel as if I'm dying and I've been led to ask you to assist in healing me. I have a metal back and all of my left leg is pretty much all metal from the knee down to the ankle and something is wrong. I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I'm having a lot of experiences psychically myself and I've just been called out to ask you for help. I've lived in and out of hospitals and I've just been given this green light of go, but there, there's something so wrong. I just need help. Thanks. I'm so sorry you're having a challenging time, Tara. I, I truly am. And let's talk about it. So 
these things that have happened and some of the things you mentioned happened a while ago, you know, like the gangrene and things of that nature. Um, you have a strong attachment to victim consciousness. And at first you were such an optimistic and positive person that when, which is great, of course, but when bad things happened, you didn't think that you needed to do inner work to potentially avoid future things from happening. You just thought, okay, well, that's never going to happen again. That was weird. And then things kept happening to you. And so when I say attachment, it's a pattern. What most people don't understand is when we're having a human experience, we're not working on the current lifetime that we're living. We're, we're working on past lives. And you have been inundated in these very strong patterns of victim consciousness. And I know you may not even be aware of it. And of course, as you're talking about all the things that have happened to you, you have every logical reason to feel victimized, especially when you don't feel good, but you're going to need to break that pattern. So people who don't respond through victimization and everyone has something in their life that they feel victimized about. I guarantee you, everyone does. But you have more than the average person in terms of things that have made you feel victimized about, logically. So the opposite of victimization is self-empowerment, feeling empowered. And I know it's really hard to do when you don't feel good, when you're having health issues, when you're scared, you know, all of those things, It's it's it just kind of reinforces the victim consciousness model uh, it's a pattern, if you will. And all families have patterns. This is a very st steeped family pattern for you, but it's something you wanted to work on deeply in this lifetime. So I'd love for you to get curious of the words, you know, personal power. Like, what does it mean to you? What does it feel like? Can you step into it? Can you meditate on it? Can you use a what if question? What if I am stepping into my personal power. And I don't expect you to understand what it means. I actually kind of expect you to have resistance about it, just like what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast today. Resistance is a sign to move towards it. So if my words are annoying to you and they feel unhelpful or it's not enough, that would be an aspect of resistance. What if I step into my power? What if my body feels powerful beyond measure? What if I'm moving into alignment? What if I'm on the right track? So these are examples of positive, curious, what if questions instead of negative, curious, what if questions like, what if I lose my leg? What if I never get better? What if the doctors don't find out what's wrong with me? What if I'm right and something terrible is happening to me and I'm never going to be diagnosed? These are the things that you tend to float into your mind consistently for long periods of time. This is what people who have patterns of victim consciousness that's significant in their life, or when anyone is in a moment of feeling victimized in their life, which I said before, all humans have at least one area of their life where they feel victimized. Those are the negative what if questions that circulate in our brain that are going to calibrate your energy and manifest to you more of that frequency. So if you start using positive what if questions, you're going to change the calibration of your subatomic particles, and you're going to start to attract a different experience, a different outcome. Things are going to start to flow. 
And your body is not going to want you to break this pattern. You have a lot of resistance about it, which is not a bad thing. That's a cool thing that you've come to earth to work on this really huge, amazing thing. It's Think of it as kind of like a karma. What I can see is multiple past lives, multiple, like seven or eight of them. These are all the ones that I'm seeing are related to you. And in these past lives, you really believed other people. You uh, have been betrayed in every single one of these lifetimes that I'm seeing. This is what you're really healing. This is what you're really working on. And the ramifications of not believing in yourself or embracing your power or standing in your power um, were detrimental to you severely in previous lifetimes. So now instead of it like affecting a family unit or an entire village or because the stories were quite huge, it's affecting your body. You know, it's highly, highly personal. But nevertheless, working on um, believing that you're powerful or just getting curious about the language will start to get these past lives to close up because these don't exist any longer. I mean, the lifetimes are over with. They're just holograms. But because you haven't karmically healed this wound of that you're not powerful, you're not worthy and deserving, you don't know, or whatever it is that's, uh, you know, a belief system that's deep inside of you, that's what's leading to this lack of self-empowerment, which then gets you to manifest things the opposite of what you desire. I hope this is helpful. I'm sending a ton of energy to you, a ton of love and light to your beautiful, gorgeous body and to your powerful self. I'm going to move on to the next caller. Hi, Marie. This is Allison. I just had a question. Um, my question is, how do you find the best way to communicate with your higher self. Thank you. Hi, Allison. That is an amazing question. First, you have to run your energy high. That means you have to get authentically happy for you. When I'm mad, I never ask an intuitive question because I know it's just going to be a complete waste of my time because my vibration is going to be really low. Not that anger is a bad emotion. It's just not, it's higher than depression, but it's not as high as you know, a really high frequency. So figuring out what makes you as an individual happy and practicing that for like 10 or 15, 20 minutes, whatever you need to get into that frequency and that vibration, I recommend doing that throughout the day anyway, so that you can stay in connection with your higher self or spirit guides, creation, the multi-sensory world. Then I would go into some form of meditation, even if it's just listening to, hmm, white noise or brown noise, which is a really great way to meditate, to calm down the mind. And then I would ask, please express to me whatever's in my highest good. And you can ask a specific question, or you can just ask a general question. But the first step is getting your energy elevated. And once your energy is elevated and you're in that frequency of connection to your higher self, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel good. It's going to feel, um, for me, it feels a little silly like almost as if I'm a child about to go play or chase friends or when my grandchildren are here, I chase them around the house and play hide and go seek. It's that kind of a feeling for me. And that's the, the little inspiration that comes to me that makes me go, Oh yeah, I'm aligned. I'm connected. And then I start paying attention to the information that comes to me which will be the opposite of what your brain is telling you. Just be aware that intuition is not logical. It's very different than the logical mind. 
and it will be surprising and interesting and cool and phenomenal. It'll be incredible. Okay, I hope that helps. Hello, precious Marie. My name is Athena. I have two things, two questions. One is, do you see my husband Ed around me? Does he have any messages? He passed unexpectedly about five years ago. My other question is, can you help me to find a meaningful vocation? Something, something that my heart just sings to that I'm, that I'm here to do. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, Athena. I'm sorry about your husband's passing. Uh, he's funny. Your husband is, by the way. I mean, one of the first things he, said, he says, he said, you could do better than me. Um, it's just kind of his way of telling you to let go and move on and have other experiences. <laughs> and he is uh, sorry for the quickness of his crossing and, you know, that it was not on anyone's radar. I'm sure you feel what I'm about to share now, um, but the universe has told me many years ago when I was quite young that anyone could leave at any moment. And that's why we just need to value and appreciate the people in our lives as much as possible, which I'm sure you two did appreciate and value each other. But most humans just aren't prepared for it. Anyone can leave at any moment because it's something a soul decides to do, right? It has nothing to do with the human consciousness. It has to do everything with our higher self. Now about a vocation, you, you need to get your energy elevated. You need to be in joy more because what will light your soul on fire and be in fantastic alignment for you can only be discovered when you're in happy frequency and happy vibration. I, I know that sounds weird, but you tend to keep your energy low. So it's even hard for me to see what it is that you would do. Uh, I think there's actually multiple things that you could do, but could you work on running your energy at a higher rate? When you do that, you, you begin to see, hear, and feel things that are at a higher frequency and anyone's profession that would bring them great joy or even a hobby or a partner or any of the, anything that someone desires, if they are running their energy in an elevated way, then they can recognize it. It's almost like the thing will wink at you or talk to you or show you a picture. You'll have an experience. Like the first time I sat in a chemistry class and looked at the, the table um, of elements on the wall, I felt amazing just by looking at that. Sitting in the chair across from the wall made me feel so elevated in spirit that I knew I was in the right place. So that's what you're going to have to work on is raising your vibration. And that means finding authentic things to do or think about or be connected to that bring you authentic joy. None of the boring stuff, more of the fun stuff. I hope that's helpful. Okay. Hey, Marie, it's Diana Carter. I'm calling you from Bismarck, Arkansas. I'm a flower farmer, a sculptor, a painter, and a writer. And um, I'm really struggling with where I should be focusing my talents. My flower farming takes up most of my time, and I do love that. But I'm really interested in doing some more sculpting. And at the same time, I love to paint. And I can, you know, I'm a pretty good writer. So I'm just, I'm in conflict. I want to do everything. I don't have that much time. I mean, there's only 24 hours of a day. That's the first thing. The second thing, throughout the years, I've seen spirits. Last, last summer, I saw a young girl 
who literally, I know she was from another time. I would say she was probably from the forties. She kind of walked in my backyard and then walked out of it. It's like the veil was open. A curtain got open. She walked in and then she walked out. She didn't disappear. She literally like walked into walked out of my time frame. And I wasn't afraid. I, I loved seeing her. I don't know who she was. But I would like to know how I can improve my visual intuitiveness. I would really like to start doing some um, intuitive readings. I really, I would really like to get the confidence to do that. But I would like to know from you where you're seeing maybe blocks or ways that I can do it better, whether it's meditation or tarot cards. I don't know. I'm just looking for some direction. And um, as you know, my voice is kind of weird. Maybe you can figure, you can help me figure out what's going on with that. So again, my name's Dana. I'm calling you from Arkansas. I would love just to hear what your spirit, your spirit, my spirit has to say about the whole situation. Thank you. You're welcome, Dana. First of all, you need to slow down and you need to take better care of your health. I think you have a lot of allergies, whether that's related to the flowers or the different mediums that you're using for art. You're clearly an artist and obviously gifted and talented, but you need to slow down. Intuitives, we take naps, we rest, because a lot of what happens is in the quiet. It doesn't happen in the super busy, chaotic energy of the human perception of life. That's not when we're gonna get the greatest clarity. Uh, intuitives meditate. I don't necessarily, but I do other things that are meditative before they speak to a client. I may wash dishes or walk Charles or just become very, very present. I don't need to meditate to become present. I, I know how to be present when my eyes are fully awake. So, so really, instead of doing all these things that you talked about, I think you need to put attention to your health. They're probably aren't licensed naturopaths in Arkansas, unfortunately, um, but it would be really great if you could find a naturopathic physician or a nurse practitioner who believes in holistic healing, because I think you've got some allergies. I'd love to have your lungs checked out. I think you need to slow down, rest, take wonderful care of your body. And then we can talk about all of these things. I would love for you to do readings. The woman you saw was a ghost and that that's a small percentage of beings that live in or around earth. They live in the fifth dimension. Only 3% of humans, when they leave their bodies, become ghosts. So she's very attached to the planet. She knows you can see her because beings on the other side can tell when a human has activated their psychic ability. And, and they show up on purpose to kind of connect with us. They like the human realm. They find it's interesting. She's harmless, as I think all ghosts are. I'm sure someone will call me and tell me a different story. Um, but she was saying hi to you and she was helping to validate your ability to be multisensory. But this is the time for you to slow down, rest, take really good care of your health and learn how to take care of yourself first and then step into the multisensory world of reading. I, I do see cards like tarot cards could be great for you or even, um, a normal deck of cards. Some very famous psychics have used, you know, just the playing cards. I would start with that. And I hope you feel better very, very soon. Thank you for calling. I truly appreciate it. Hi, Marie. It's Chris in California. I would love a mediumship reading. 
I have a lot of loved ones on the other side, family, animals, and a dear friend and teacher. And I would love to hear what they have to say for me. Thank you so much for all that you do. Blessings. Thank you, Chris. You do have a lot of people on the other side. It's kind of crowded over there. But at the same time that it's crowded, I see this space. So I see a lovely woman with kind of gray, silverish hair with a little bit of wave, not very long, um, standing close to you, a fuller face and lighter eyes with just a beautiful sparkle in her eye, just a beautiful sparkle. I think this woman really knew how to live life and she must really love you or care about you because she's so, and you know, animated around you. But then you have this space, like even though you have a bunch of dead people over there, not all of them can give you help or assistance or awareness. I don't think you come from a very conscious family, not that that's a bad thing. You probably just had a lot of younger souls in your family. So that does it, that means that there's only a small amount who can actually positively affect you. A lot of humans don't understand that. They think that once someone crosses over, they've gone into nirvana, which is, there's some truth to that, of course and that they have this huge expansion of consciousness. You do have a higher level of awareness than you did when you were in a body, but if you're a pretty aware, conscious human being and you have a lot of people in your family that were much less conscious than you, they're probably not gonna be able to help you much or assist you. And beings who are on the other side come forward um, to help that's what they want to do is to help. What this woman is doing, she's rubbing your shoulders. She's kissing the top of your head. I don't know if she's a grandmother or a great aunt. I don't know if your mother is still living or not. She has a motherly energy, but I don't feel her saying she's your mother, um, but she could be your mom's mom. And um, she even smells your hair, which is really quite adorable. She says you need a lot more laughter and play in your life. She says that's the truth of your personality is to be playful and to have a lot of um, playfulness in your life, she said, would be in your best interest. And I 100% agree. Um, don't wait till you have grandchildren to be playful again. Find ways to be playful right now, unless you already have them, but I don't think you do. So I hope that's really, really helpful. You're super conscious. Listen to yourself. Don't wait around for your dead relatives to give you insight. You have a ton of it all on your own. I hope that's helpful. Okay. On to the next caller. Hello, Marie. My name's Anna Sanchez. I live in Placerville, California. And um, I'm... I'm asking the question about my daughter, who's also named Marie. It's been going on three and a half, four years since we've spoken. And I really just want to send her love and not doubt myself. I have a, um, a lot of hurts about feeling rejected from my daughter. And at the same time, I have spent these last three and a half, four years growing my, my spirituality, truly loving myself, truly having compassion for myself. And when Christmas comes around or my daughter's birthday comes around, it can be extra challenging and I can get extra sad. And I love myself through that sadness as well. But my real question is, how does this keep a light focused on my daughter, a light focused on myself, a light focused on trust in the universe. 
If there are any techniques, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Hi, Anna. I'm sorry for the issues with your daughter. I truly am. You know, old souls can be way too nice. What I kept hearing as you were describing your story is that you didn't tell your daughter, I'm an excellent mother. This was, you know, a while ago. I'm an excellent mother. You need to treat me with respect. You know, I've done the very best I could. I'm sorry for anything that was wrong, which I'm sure you've over apologized. And now you have to get therapy for it because I did the very best I could. I, I wish more empathic older souls that are parents would actually stand up for themselves. I certainly had to when my kid were my kids were teenagers. They were also used to witnessing me being in a relationship where I gave all my power away. So to them, it was just super simple where they could have authority over me or question my authority until I finally put my feet down and said, hey, you are lucky. You have a wonderful mother. And, and I started to set boundaries and turn off phones and take away computers and you know all kinds of things um, that I hadn't been doing before. And it worked. And I, I've had to, over the years, remind them um, you know, what a great parent I am and how lucky they are. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to have a conversation with your daughter. I, I don't mean face to face. I mean, spirit to spirit, but you first have to get your big mom pants on like your big mama bear. And I want you to speak out loud in a room. So you're going to obviously do this when nobody's around and you're going to speak out loud and you're going to say your daughter's name out loud and you say, Hey, I'm an amazing parent. You are very lucky to have had me. You know, I love you very much. And I want you to treat me with great and honorable respect. I want you to say this every day or whenever you feel inspired to. You need it for your soul's healing and your daughter needs to hear it because she's kind of stuck in some victim consciousness thing, you know, blaming you for everything. And, you know, and you didn't teach her to not blame you. Uh, you basically gave her permission to blame you when you, when she was younger, which was very kind of you, but unnecessary and not even authentic. So take some time to figure out what you would say to her and maybe even bring up some topics, but I want you to speak to her like you're speaking to her spirit. I want you to be a little forceful with it. I want you to let yourself to get some of this out. And then in between of doing those things, I would love for you to say to yourself often, what if I'm an amazing mother? What if I'm an amazing mother? Cause we need to heal this part of you that, you don't feel that way. And your daughter picked up on the, these insecurities very early in life and manipulated uh, yourself, you, um, so that she could be have power over you. And we need to come together in relationships and mutual power, um, adults and children and, and so forth. Keep me posted. I want to know how this goes. And this is an exciting time for you. So nothing's wrong. You're actually learning something that you haven't known that you've been wanting to learn for multiple lifetimes. You're going to own yourself. You're going to speak to the heavens. You're going to speak spirit to spirit and share the truth. The truth. The truth is very freeing. And sometimes it needs to be a little aggressive. Okay. Next caller. Hi. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate this. My question is that um, this past Sunday, my husband dropped the bomb and said, he wanted a divorce and that he hasn't really loved me for years. I'm really upset about it. I don't want to get divorced. Um, is this going to be good for me and positive or should I 
dig my heels in, um, try to stay in the family home or move on. I'm very confused as to what to do. I work two jobs and it's crazy. So um, I'm hoping that you can give me some, lead me to some guidance on this question. Thank you. Hi, Gretchen. I'm so sorry that you just were told something that he's probably been thinking about for a long time. And you guys don't look romantic to me. You know, like I always feel like if people are in partnership, they should be swinging from chandeliers and really enjoying each other in every way that, you know, we're meant to enjoy romantically. And I don't see that happening in your relationship. So do you deserve something different and better? Absolutely. If, if you wanted to leave, you would hope he would respect your desire and, and allow that to happen. So I think you have to respect his desire. You get to do whatever you want, regardless of what I say. And this just freshly happened to you. So what I would look for is a counselor or a therapist that you could see in between these two jobs, someone who's aware of energy and conscious. I think that's important that we move into a, a different vibration of what therapy means and counseling. So it's not just this constant, heavy trauma-based reinforcement kind of interaction. And there are a lot of therapists throughout the world that um, believe the same. So you need to get some counseling. Um, that's what I'm suggesting. And I, I think it will be a good thing for you. Uh, it's okay that you feel the way that you do right now because you weren't aware that this is how he was feeling because he wasn't sharing. You guys haven't been talking. You've been like two ships in the night. And, you know, sometimes people stay together for a really long time just because it's familiar, not because they're in love with each other anymore. And he really does love you. He's just not in love with you. And he wants to be in love with someone. He wants to have romance. And actually, so do you. So I think this will be a very good thing for both of you. Um, I would only, you know, continue to stick with property that, that you can afford and it works well financially with your life. Um, you're obviously going to have to, I don't know where you live in the world, but split assets and all of those things. So I think moving towards accepting this rather than fighting it and not trying to control his feelings, this is what he's feeling and he shared it with you. And I'm very glad that he did and that he's asked for a divorce. And I think we need to honor people when they're asking us to, um, you know, to reconsider any form of relationship. I think that's important. Those are my thoughts anyway, and I'm terribly sorry. And I hope you start to feel better about this. And wow, a whole nother life for you. How exciting is that? Good morning, Marie. I am watching you on Next Level Soul. And I appreciate your offer to speak to you directly. I have a question for you. Do you think or do you know either one is fine? Whether or not you can approach somebody's higher self instead of approaching them on this physical plane. That would mean my mother, who is just hell-bent to die of whatever's wrong with her. Is it possible to approach her higher self to discuss maybe her options or to see if there is a way that she can realize a different path. And I know what I heard in the past and I have 
uh, seen other people because I've had a near-death experience, and so I know I have guides, and I know there are people up there that I can talk to, especially in Focus 27, which is what I'm learning from the Monroe Institute. Can you approach someone's higher self without informing them on the physical plane? That's the question. Okay, Mark, that's a really cool question. Whenever we're conscious, we can connect to people's higher self all the time. I mean, we're either connecting to our to each other's lower selves or some sort of mid form of consciousness, or we're in higher self. You can tell when you're in higher self conversation with other people, but you're wanting to have this conversation to get your mother's personality to change so that she has a different experience. I think you need to let go. I really think you think you need to let go. Your, um, if your mom really wants to die, you can tell her that if she can get happy, she'll leave her body faster. But you know, there's this interesting play where your mom wants to control. She wants to govern. She wants to create havoc. Like she's been like this for a while. And then you're showing up and trying to make her feel better. This is not a healthy interaction. I really think you need to learn to be comfortable with who she is and who she's choosing to be at all times, rather than wishing she were different. I would love for you to treat her like her spirit guides treat her with unconditional love. I know you love her and I know you just want her to be out of her misery, but can you shift your frequency and your vibration when your mother is acting a certain way? Your job is really to change your own energy and connect to your higher self. That's your job. That's all of our jobs all the time is to kind of get out of our way, out of our resistance and be in the vibration of our authentic selves and our higher selves. The higher self is a very different perception of what's going on. Your mom's the type of person from my perspective that did not do a lot of work while she was in her body. You know, even right now she's not doing inner work. And the guides always tell me all the time that people can do inner work at a slug's pace and that's still great. But your mom's the type who will do her inner work when she's on the other side. So she's creating a lot of supporting evidence that's going to help her to have some ahas and awakenings when she crosses over. And that's also why it's taking her a while to leave her body kicking and screaming and her begging that her body dies um, because she's still developing some material that she's going to review once she's crossed over. So some people do work in the physical form, like you and I, we want to do inner work while we're in a body. We find that more interesting to us. Life is more fascinating. Some people don't want any of that. They don't want to have any form of consciousness or very little consciousness just means awareness. And then they will review their, um, their life review when they cross over and start their inner work then. And that's what your mother is going to do. But if she wants some advice about how, how to leave her body quickly, if she really authentically means that when she's screening that out to the world, tell her to get happy and she'll move faster. Okay. Great question. Hi, thank you, Marie. I appreciate this. My question is that um, this past Sunday, my husband dropped the bomb and said he wanted a divorce. Hi, Marie. This is Cheryl Ann. I would like to know anything you can tell me about how to upgrade and or deepen my work with clients. I have mm. been 26 years in my profession and I keep thinking that there's a next level I'm going to take this work to. 
and have been asking for it, and yet the shifts do not seem to be coming. So any guidance would be appreciated. Thank you. Great question, Cheryl Ann. Thank you for asking. So first and foremost, you have to change. Instead of waiting for different clients to show up, you have to change. So that means you need to have a different experience when you're working with your clients. Maybe you're more joyful. Maybe you're looking around the room and you're more present. And when you get the same type of client coming to you, say no and wait for a different type of client. So here's the work that you really want to do. Instead of working deeply with people, you want to work with people who are more self-efficient, more self-reliant and can move faster. You want to have shorter experiences with people who move more of a, a clip. So that means you're going to have to change on the type of client that you allow into your practice. And you're also going to have to have more fun and faster experiences while you're working with them. So deepening the practice doesn't necessarily mean that that there has to be some huge mystical thing that occurs. The mysticism happens after you shift after you change. Earlier this year, I was not having a lot of fun with clients. So I asked my assistants not to fill any cancellations. And I already work at a very limited one-on-one -on -one client list. I only see six people a week. I used to see 25 um, a week back in the day. So, um, so I was seeing maybe two or three a week for more than half of the year. And just taking that break and shifting my experience and my awareness, I not thinking that there would be a big shift in consciousness for me, something opened up next to me that allows me to have a, a deeper perspective about what's going on with clients. So change the way that you are reacting within the session, what you're focusing on with the session, because you could do this drunk or stoned. I'm not re recommending that, of course, but you could. You're that good at it. You've been doing it that long. Um, and then start saying no to a certain type of client. You'll know what that feels like, someone that's just going to need a lot of work. And it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to have you. Of course they do. But there's other people in the world that are energized and fed by that depth of work. You want to work with people who work faster, who are more driven, who don't have as many issues and can catch the ball at the finish line. And then you can move on to the next client. That's what you're really looking for. But you're going to have to have just present moment shifts within the session to get the energy to change. I hope that makes sense. Thank you. And on to the next person. Hi, Marie. This is Carrie. You have helped me so much in the past with autoimmune ailments. And now I have healed so much because of that. Thank you. My path has taken me to Utah. And where I know this is where I need to be for now. Recently, I have become so anxious about an upcoming move. It is a necessary move because I will be losing spousal support next year. I know that I'm going to be guided, but until then, how do I best support my nervous system? I have a lot of anxiety attacks about this. I know that my soul knows that she's supported but it's my body that is having a hard time with it. Thank you so much. Okay, Carrie, this is one of my favorite questions because everyone is meant to be financially free. 
that's normal. Just like everyone's supposed to feel love. Everyone's supposed to have a healthy body. Everyone's meant to have a career that brings them great joy or a hobby. All of that is normal. So how you interact with money makes the difference in terms of the financial freedom that you are meant to experience. So you are going to have to retrain your brain because all low vibration is about overthinking, analyzing, and processing on topics that are not in our best interest. And most people are very uncomfortable and scared of wealth, even if they have quite a bit of it. Believe me, I've worked with every type of client, um, I, I think so anyway, um, all around the world. So you, you need to think of something first that makes you perfectly joyful and happy. For me, I think of subatomic particles. I love particles, electrons, and proteins. So before I engage with wealth and every single moment, like if I go to a drive through coffee shop, I think about subatomic particles when I'm handing my debit card or cash. Or if I, before I get onto online banking, I think about subatomic particles. Before I make any transfers, before I open up financial mail, I think about subatomic particles because they shift my vibration. So money, and I would prefer that you use the word wealth for like seven years. That's how long it's going to take you to change your frequency. Also tells me that you stayed too long in that relationship, which is understandable, but I'm just telling you what I'm feeling. So money has a frequency. How the person's energy relates when they're relating to money is how they bring it into their life. So if someone's at a high vibration, which they don't have to be thinking about money, you just have to think about something that makes you happy. Every time you engage with wealth, you're going to have a positive experience with it. And I can't quite tell what makes you really, really happy. I'm not sure why. And maybe because your mind tries to control it. I think it could be color, like aquamarine or a really, really beautiful light blue quartz. Something like that is what I'm seeing, like a really beautiful soft sky blue. If you can think of that before you interact with money and while you're interacting with it, you're going to create a different relationship with it and it will flow in your life no matter what. And this works, by the way, incredibly well. I hope that's helpful and uh, congratulations on all the new changes you're making. And I'm glad your health is, is wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Hi, Marie. This is Vanessa. I've been a longtime fan for many years and I'm excited for this recording. Um, question is, my husband and I have started a exterior cleaning business seems to be going well. Um, what we want to know is, is it the right time or is, is, are we on the right path for my husband to quit his job and take this business full time? Or does it feel like it's just a side gig? Um, yeah, would love to know your insight. Uh, we started the business in June and finally started marketing in November and it's been going really well. Um, and we can only do on the weekends. So we're, we're just kind of in that space where we're not quite sure if, if this is something we should really go for and, and go full force and he should quit his, um, his solar installation job, or if it's just a side thing, and he should stay in solar installation and work on that path for growth. Um, yeah, would love to know your insight. Thank you. So much. 
Okay, Vanessa, that's a great question. I think he found something that makes him very happy. It gets him very excited. I th I would go part-time on the solar installation job if he can. I think that's something else that he will do also for his future clients. But I do think this is his next profession. And I know you're like his cheerleader and you help him with everything, but just know this is not your chosen profession. <laughs> so once he gets things going and he feels really secure about it, I love how happy he gets. That's why it's growing so fast because it really does make him happy. I think he just likes owning his own business, honestly. Um, and he likes to be outdoors. So that's another positive. Then I want you to think about what would be in your best interest. What's going to make you super happy and fulfilled. That would be incredible. So part-time in the solar panels, not because I don't, I think this business will grow and expand pretty quickly, but you both are like a little nervous about it. So that would be the next great step. And if that doesn't work, then yeah, I would say let's go full time. It's exciting. Stay in the positive energy. Do not think negative thoughts that lowers frequency and doesn't allow us to manifest what we truly desire. Okay. Thank you. And on to the next caller. Hi, Marie. My name is Matthew. I'm uh, leaving this message because I'm hoping you can tell me what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Um, where is going to give me the most joy, um, either in my career um, and also uh, any help you can provide about um, us being able to welcome a child mm. to our uh, marriage. Um, those are the two main questions I've got at the moment, and uh, I would love your input. Thank you. Okay, Matthew, have you ever considered being an author? I think you have some great ideas and unique perceptions, and I think that would be a great career path for you unless this is something you already do. Then you might want to just take it to a bigger scale, you know, manifest it bigger, help it grow. Um, and, and that would also potentially mean technical writing. It, I think you have a natural gift in the writing world. I really do. The baby thing is complicated because we're not just talking about, you know, your reproductive parts coming together and, you know, creating a life in the physical form. When I look at your wife's energy or your partner's energy, there's some unhealed things from her relationship with her own parents. And that's what's creating some of the the slowing down. So I have an idea and, and your partner may not agree with me on this unless she has that awareness. If your partner has that awareness about it. Um, so if we could have your partner start to feel that hmm, kind of reduce the resistance about the parental influences that have happened in your partner's childhood, that would be important if your partner to, can kind of come to some sort of peace about it instead of feeling really disappointed or um, wishing that none of that had happened, which could be very logical. But regardless of what's happened to us in our lives, we have to come to some peace about it, some beauty. There's beauty in everything. So if your partner could even ask, please express to me the beauty about my childhood, then I think a child will come whether that comes through your bodies working together 
or you know, you, there's some for, some sort of adoption or surrogacy. It, it, the path will become clear. It'll happen effortlessly. But there first needs to be some work on childhood issues that have not been resolved. And it's okay to be angry or frustrated about our certain moments in our life, but just know that we haven't come to the pinnacle healing place until we can see the beauty in it. And then there are some people that are in complete denial about their childhood experiences. I don't think your partner is in denial, but um, if your partner could ask, you know, to see the beauty, ask their higher self to see the beauty about their childhood, then it will be presented to them how incredible and beautiful something was, something really powerful, something really amazing did occur. Um, yeah. So writing and that healing aspect. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Hi, Marie. This is Denise Twazen. Um, I've been dealing with chronic inflammation for quite some time now. I'm working with a naturopath and, to a certain extent, my family doctor. Um, I'm working on changing my diet, and I am taking supplements. But I'm wondering energetically what could be triggering this. I'd love to hear any feedback that you could give. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. So this isn't something that just happened overnight, even though a lot of people think when health issues come into their life that they just happen, like they were fine one minute and then something happened. And they may blame it on certain things when really it takes a while to break down someone's immune system. It could take decades to break it down. So this is your immune system. It has everything to do with your mental plane. You do have a leak of energy in the third layer of your auric field. I would do the... Barbara Burnham auric field exercise. You can find it in the hands of light, which I think was her very first book. It was written in the eighties. Um, so I would do that auric field exercise 10 minutes, three to four times a week for about seven months is what I would recommend. So we can get that leak to end in the mental plane, but you are a big thinker. You're a big analyzer. You're a big processor. And that has to go away quickly because the mental plane has a very close relationship to the third chakra and the third chakra governs your immune system. And the emotional component for the third chakra is self-love. So when people really love themselves, they don't overthink and analyze stuff that happened in the past or the future. They could become present. They just adore themselves. They appreciate themselves. And they work on having those experiences um, for long periods of time. So falling in love with you, not thinking, and doing that auric field exercise will help. I do like your naturopath. I don't know who it is, but I had a good feeling about it. Uh, the only thing I would say is maybe not too many supplements. I mean, obviously, you're going to need some. But sometimes in naturopathic doctors will order so many supplements. There's no way that people can actually absorb all those nutrients. So I would just be aware of that. Maybe talk to your naturopath about it. If it feels like, wow, that's a lot, <laughs> you're going to get better. You just can't think and analyze and process stuff anymore. And you have to think beautiful things about you and have emotions towards yourself that are loving no matter what. Okay. Next caller. Hi, my name is Emily. I'm just calling from New Hampshire. Um, basically, in the spirit of following my joy and honoring the greatest good of all involved, I love your insight into the next chapter that we're going to be living. 
Um, I just recently became a mom of two Mm. and I'm just looking for some insight into the work that will feel nourishing moving forward for supporting my family and resources that might be helpful for us as we explore our housing options in my husband's hometown uh, near his family business. There are a couple of houses that have become available recently, uh, but we're just not thrilled with the options. It's They're pretty expensive and also the man that's selling them, I don't know, his vibes are just a little weird. Uh, but we're also really yearning to be closer to where he and me in the past have worked and where many of our friends and family live. It's a nicer school setting for our kids in a community that we really love. So any insights that you may be getting would be great. Thank you for your help. So love and appreciate your show. Take care. Thank you, Emily, and congratulations to your expanding family. How fun is that? Just take your time about finding the house. I wouldn't rush. Even if you move, just rent for a while and, and just really, you know, wait it out, sort of speak. I just think probably because the interest rates have been so elevated, there just isn't a lot of homes on the market. And the feds said that they will reduce interest rates three times next year. I don't know how big of a reduction those are going to be, but I just keep feeling, don't rush. Don't just go get something. Wait. Rent something if you need to. Live with family for a while if you need to, but don't rush. And for you professionally, when you're ready to go back to work, something that's kind of like body work. And I don't, massage could be something like that, but it would be like energy work with massage or a unique form of body work that you would do with clients. Um, That's what I'm looking at. So get curious about that or energy work uh, itself. Um, but I see you working on people from a body perspective, unless you want to go back to school and become a physical therapist, unless you already are. Um, but it's going to have a new age or conscious connection to it as well, for sure. Okay. Thank you. And again, congratulations on those new babies. Next caller. Hi, Marie. My name is Cheryl and I'm from Boston and I have had several, uh, maybe three sessions with you over the last four or five years uh, on Zoom. And I was just hoping that you could give me a general um, energy reading and let me know if I have any leaks and how you feel my energy is. Thank you so much, Marie. Of course, Cheryl. Unfortunately, I don't always remember people. Uh, But Cheryl, as I dive into your energy, I'll remember you more. Your vibration is higher than it used to be. That's the first thing I'm hearing. You do have a mild leak that's kind of wavy at the back of your second chakra. That's just about doing too much for others. And sometimes, depending on what our life is like, it's like we have no choice. Uh, All three of my daughters have small, young children, and they just run around all the time (laughs) taking care of them and their family and working and, you know... They don't have a lot of options, even though they do have help. It's just, it's just a busy time. So I would, because it's, it's kind of wide when I look at it, it's all clear across the whole lower back. So, you know, from hip to hip on that iliac crest, you're leaking a fair amount of energy and it's a slow leak. It's not like a, but it is consistent and it is wide. It's not just from one spot. So you might need to take some time out for yourself 
take a retreat for you, start to find some alone time for you. I think that would be ideal because your energy is elevated. So there could be some cool things that you're going to download or get some new impressions about that could be life altering for you, but you need the time alone. Even if it's just an hour, three times a week, you need some alone time. I hope it's more than that actually, but that's what you really need. Okay. Thank you for calling. Hello, Marie. This is Anita, and I'm calling from Lubbock, Texas. Huh. My question for you, um, would you please do like a, a scan, a, a body scan on me to see if there's anything um, that I can do to improve upon health-wise? Mm -hmm. um, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, Anita. I've actually been to Lubbock, Texas many times because one of my kids went to Texas Tech. It's a really cute town. I really liked it. Lots of gluten-free food. Surprisingly, you know, you're always surprised when you arrive to some part of the world and it's not a big city and you can find all the food you like. You know, it's surprising. You do have these interesting kind of blobs in your energy system. And, and I was already told what they're related to. So it's not like it's not like stuck energy that's not moving, but in a way it kind of is. It's, it's like having a beautiful um, piece of paint, you know, like you've taken some purple paint and you've dumped it onto a, a paper plate and you're going to use it to make something, create it. You're going to dip your brush in it. So it's kind of looks like that little ball blobs of paint. It's really pretty. It's kind of purplish inside your body and it's, it's energy and it's moving, but it's not moving very fast. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it at all. People can have energy that's somewhat stagnant in their body. and doesn't mean that there's a problem. It just, something's changing, something's morphing in your body. That's what exactly it feels like to me. Here's what I heard as you were talking, that you need to speak your truth more, that you hide who you are and you're not allowed to do that anymore. I mean, you could do whatever you want, but what happens when people speak their truth, a heat wave of energy moves all the way to the fifth layer of the auric field, which is called the divine plan. All of your natural gifts and talents are embedded into this beautiful layer of energy. So when you start to speak your truth, you highlight that field and you can start to see or feel or have a knowingness about all of your natural gifts and talents or one at a time, you start to have an awareness. So you're going to have to start telling people what you really think and what you really believe. I'm kind of notorious for this, even when I'm out, you know, about in the world, which I am, I'm, I'm an active person who likes to be in the world. I don't just stay home. And people will ask me things about my life. I'm always direct and speak the truth at the highest level that I possibly can. And I, I think that's incredible. Like one day I was listening to some people talking and they were saying how terrible the world was. And they looked at me. We were at a coffee shop just standing in line. And I just said, yeah, I have a completely different experience. Yeah, there's terrible things that are happening, but I think that earth is a at a higher vibration than it's ever been at. And they didn't even know what those words meant. And I don't care. So part of speaking truth, it's, it doesn't mean that you have to convince other people about what you experience. That's not what speaking truth means. It's not about convincing others. It's about expressing fully who you are to the best of your ability. And that's why those purple little globs of energy are trying to get you to do right now because you're in a pivotal state of evolutionary process. You're in a good spot. Okay. 
I hope that helps. On to the next caller. Hello, my name is Aria from Palm Springs. I was wondering if you could say more about the law of free will. Recently, I saw you on a podcast and you mentioned the law of free will twice, but you didn't um, get an opportunity to expand upon that. There was so much else to talk about, but I would love to hear about the law of free will. Thank you. Okay, Aria, that's a great question. So free will means that it means a lot of things. It's so interesting. And for humans, it's complicated because humans have all these kind of limited ideas about who we are and karma and contracts. So free will means that every soul is an independent contractor. You have no obligation to anyone. Kind of like today in the world, like I have one employee who works for me and then I have contractors who work for me where, uh, you know, I don't, they don't get sick pay or health insurance (laughs) for me and they can quit. They don't have to give a notice. Um, We just come together to work for periods of time. Of course, all the people who've worked for me are just lovely and amazing and we work well together. So souls are independent contractors. They don't owe anyone anything. And humans have this weird idea that if you're in a relationship with someone, even if it's a child relationship, a parent-child relationship, that you owe that person everything, even if they're terrible to you or unkind to you or mistreat you because you're in this contractual experience. And if you don't figure it out, you're going to have to do it again. No, souls are independent contractors. They don't have to do anything if they don't want to, and they're not responsible for anything. The only thing someone is responsible for is their own personal decisions for their own life. Now, I attract old souls in my work and podcast and all the things that I do. It's such a blessing. I'm so lucky, I feel, to have so many incredible, wonderful, aware, conscious people Um who I could just talk to, you know, on a regular basis. So old souls are usually too kind, too nice and overgive and overcare. So in the realm of free will, when you're an older soul and your energy is on earth, you're learning to come to balance with that. You, you already are going to do all the right things. You've learned compassion hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's not going to leave your awareness, but now you're making decisions that are in your highest good. When I was getting a divorce, my guides told me to stop thinking about my ex-husband. And I had spent so much time thinking about him and helping him and wanting him to improve and wanting our marriage to last a lifetime. That was my goal. And when I finally decided to leave the marriage, they told me, they sat me down one day. It, It was a long, you know, like a year long divorce and it was complicated and very difficult. And they said, you can't think about him anymore. He, he, he will not actually utilize this energy. Well, you need this energy for yourself. You need to separate your energy for him. You're an independent contractor. You're not responsible for his success or his well-being. Only he is responsible for that. And, and so that was so interesting to me because my older soul self didn't want to abandon him. That's what old souls will feel like when they step into the role of their independent contractors. But remember, you're an old soul. You will always be kind. You'll always be loving. You'll always be gracious, but you are not obligated to any one thing or person unless it brings you joy, authentic joy. You're only obligated to yourself. So that's what it means free will.
So that means books that we've read in spirituality about soul contracts, I don't believe exist. And, and I'm sure there is some, like if, if me, if a soul, if I wanted to learn something, I'm going to ask that I have certain experiences come into my life, but I can leave them at any moment. There's no karmic retribution. Souls are independent contractors. Great question. On to the next caller. Hi, this is Karen Haug, and the question that I have has to do with what happens to our loved ones when they commit suicide. Um, my 17-year-old son crossed over his own volition, and I, I'm interested in knowing what happens to him. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. That's a, a really lovely question. I'm so sorry for the loss of your son. I truly am. Well, I'm going to tell you a couple things. And he's fine, by the way. He, he got a little confused when he laughed, like, huh? Um, but the universe thinks that every form of death is a form of suicide. So taking one's own life, obviously, that's how humans think that suicide is. But drowning while swimming is considered suicide. Being shot by mm, someone who's you know shooting you is a criminal. Um, is suicide. Getting cancer and dying is considered suicide. Getting COVID and passing away is suicide. Getting hit by a car is considered suicide. So the universe doesn't think that your son's ch choice of death is any different than anyone else's choice of death. All souls have free will. They can leave the planet any way that they wish. And so that means someone who's going to be shot by another person, that's how they wanted to leave the earth during that particular lifetime. Someone who died of a terrible disease, that's how they wanted to leave their body. When souls are coming into the physical realm, they know the only way, based on our consciousness on earth right now, the only way our energy is gonna leave our body so it can cross over to the other side is if our body dies. Now, there are some people who are a lot more aware on earth that walk on earth right now who won't die their bodies in the way that I just described, they'll just lower their blood pressure consciously, their respirations, and just move out of their bodies. But all forms of death is highly respected. And um, it's just a way to go home. It's, it's Think of it as being born. When people die, they are born to the other side. It's a very happy, celebratory experience. And what the universe hopes is that no matter how we die, that we become more conscious, no matter what form of suicide that we choose, that we be more conscious in our endeavor so that we can actually be a part of the experience rather than being so terrified of it and fighting the experience of our energy, leaving our bodies to participate in it. Native Americans, and I'm sure other indigenous people um, throughout the world, because they were more in touch and more conscious, they knew when they wanted to go and their, their tribe would miss them, but celebrate their desire to walk out in the winter and die of hypothermia, which we could consider a form of suicide, but it was a highly respected, honored decision. When a person decides to leave their body, it's um, respected. So it's the soul that's making the decision, even though it looks like it's the human being when a young person takes their life or any age person takes their life, but it's really the soul the soul only leaves when it's ready to go. And it doesn't look at chronological age at all. I mean, the soul's just a soul. It doesn't care if it's in utero when it decides to leave, if it was just born, if it's five, 
your lovely son's age of 17 or older. It doesn't think about those things. And then as the soul, the energy leaves, it just gets, goes higher and higher in awareness and consciousness and gets all kinds of information. So it kind of, it feels like reading masterful books about mystery and awareness and consciousness. It feels like you've become like a, a therapist, but with great energy, um, intelligence, and you can just see the bigger picture. It's really quite beautiful when one's energy ex expands as they leave their body. So that's what happens, at least from my perspective. Have a great day. Next caller. Hi, Marie. This is Mary calling from Charlottesville. Congratulations on changing the podcast format. I feel a sense of freshness with this change, and I wish you well. So my question for you, um, it's not really a question, but would you please explain the significance of the evolving triangle um, around your picture on your home webpage? Thank you and much love. Okay, Mary, um, thank you. I do love the new format, by the way. I really like it a lot. Um, so you're talking about the triangle with the hands on it, right? So in, in the realm of having a business, all these people tell you that you need to have branding. And so when I ever have a website made or things of that nature, I have to pick something. So that's what I picked uh, when I had my new website made maybe five years ago, maybe six. And so we put it on various things that we produce, like what if cards or um, uh, we don't make DVDs anymore, but anything that we're producing will have that logo on it, that symbol. I do think parent and pyramids though are quite significant because there were in Egypt and other parts of the world, like throughout Mexico where there's pyramids as well. Um, those were spiritual schools where children who were born um, and the tribes of the communities believed that the kids had sight or some sort of psychic ability. They would ask their parents if these kids could go to mystery schools. So the mystery schools occurred in pyramids and children were taught in the middle of the night about psychic abilities by teachers who would teach them and, and safeguard them because these were precious commodities that would be used for war potentially or governance of some kind or by wealthy people so that they could create more wealth or whatnot. Um, so hands, I, I love I, you know laying hands on people even though I do it online these days. I love that. And then the pyramid. But it really was just a choice for branding. I hope that helps. Okay, on to the next caller. Hi, my name is Marla, and I would like a general reading. From my okay, um, Marla, or Norma, I think it was Norma. Was your, that's what it says right here. So I'm saying Norma, your energy has increased over the last couple of years. And it's funny, because you're like, scared to be happy. You know, you're like, ah, I don't know, gonna be happy. Is it good enough? Gonna be happy. Yes, you can be happy. Even if life historically has not been great, you deserve to be happy. It's in your best interest. So if you've had health issues, they've probably improved over the last year or so. And I only anticipate that the, that will continue to happen um, because your energy shifted. And I congratulate you for that. And it's okay to be happy. I would encourage you to smile and feel good. It, there's an ancient oh, Tibetan meditation where you just smile. You close your eyes and smile. It detoxifies the liver and it raises your vibration more. So give yourself permission to be happy. You deserve it. 
everyone does. Thanks for calling. Next caller. Hi, Marie. My name is Jane. I would like to know how to help my your situation and if there's anything else my guides want me to know. Thank you. So I don't know exactly what your situation is, Jane. I know I'm an intuitive, but you know, it, you're going to have to be a little, you have to give me a little bit of sauce here. Um, I can tell that you're not happy. I can tell you're scared and you're worried. I would just start using positive what if questions. What if I'm moving into alignment with my higher self? What if I'm choosing what's ever in my highest good? I think that would be in your best interest so we can get your autonomic system to relax and not go into fight or flight. But I don't know what your situation exactly is. And not that you have to give me everything, but a little bit because people's lives are complicated. And when I look at most people, I don't see a lot that's in balance. A lot of people are not in healthy relationships. They don't like their jobs. They don't have a healthy body or healthy in the way that I anticipate bodies should be. So people have a lot of stuff going on. You have to be a little bit more specific, but if you start to use these what if questions then things will improve. Okay. On to the next caller. Hi Marie. This is Marilyn Grimmin. I uh, saw you today on next level. Soul, and actually yesterday too, and really enjoyed your soul with Alex Ferreira. And uh, my question to you is about my intuitive abilities, clairvoyance, and um, empathic abilities, um, and what I should do with them, if I should continue to develop them, um, or, for, or if I should continue the job that I'm pursuing now, which is completely different. Um, so anyway, so that is my question. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Great, Marilyn. Thank you so much. You should definitely move into the multisensory world. It brings you joy. It makes you happy. That's why you're attracted to it. People should pay attention to what brings them joy, not what their mind says they should logically do in order to be successful or fulfilled or have enough money. When people do what brings them joy, they will create wealth. They will allow things to happen in their life to give them the financial freedom that they want. So I think we should absolutely do so. I would do what if questions. I think positive what if questions are very transformative because they recalibrate a person's energy system and allow things to change. So the positive, curious, what a question would be, what if I am deeply connected to my multisensory ability? What if I am a successful psychic? What if I'm having fun and I'm allowing the spiritual world to guide me and those that I touch with great joy and accuracy? Come up with your own what if questions, but those are the ones that I'm recommending. So you can start to get your energy to move in that way more consistently. I think people need to start to speak out loud often about their dreams and their ambitions um, because it shifts things astronomically very quickly. I'm excited for you. I'm glad that you know what you really want. Hi, Marie. Uh, thank you ever so much for your recordings and for all the um, work that you do and um, everything that you send out to the universe. I'm Susanna Nortia. I live in London, UK, and my question to you is, what is my purpose in life? Thank you. Thank you again, and your work is very much appreciated. Thank you, Susanna. Well, just so everybody knows, we have a collective purpose. All of humanity, our collective purpose is to come here to Earth 
and learn how to be happy authentically to find joy. You're a very interesting person, Susanna. You've got a strong mind, very creative. I mean, there's a lot you could do. And you could even work as a psychic because you, I can see your energy connected to the multisensory world. Um, what I would do, and I don't think you do this, what I'm about to suggest to help you branch out into more of that creative energy, because intuitive work is highly creative. It's, it's not logical. It's a very creative experience. I would recommend that you start doing some art, whether that's watercolors, finger painting, getting out some clay and making some sort of sculpture or throw clay on a wheel and make some beautiful bowls. I think if you can get yourself into the artistic world, sketching, doodling. I love encaustic work, which is wax um, on wood or canvas. That's my favorite medium. Then you're going to kind of let go of this very strong and powerful brain. I love your brain. It's strong and powerful, but it's just a little too inundated with the logical world. And we need to, to let that relax. Like you already know how to do all the right things logically. That's not an issue. So that you can step into this creative part of your brain. I can actually see it already firing. So you've already stimulated it in some profound and beautiful way, but now we need to get you to let that happen more consistently so you can hear, see, and feel the multisensory world and allow it to be a beautiful, amazing, and incredible part of your life. Okay, well, I hope that was helpful for everyone. I certainly enjoyed our time together. Um, of course, this is the holidays, so I hope everyone's having a wonderful time and a safe time, whatever you celebrate. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye for now.